0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stone Mountain sixty four. This is uh, the Fireside Podcast, episode number two, and it's good to be back with you. I uh, like I was talking about the first one. I kind of introed what the series and things are going to be about today. We get to get a little bit more into some of the topics, things that I, I kind of had put together, some of the stuff we had uh, talked about on stream during the week, some of the news things that have been happening. I also got some uh, cool new visuals. For the uh, If you are watching this live as a supporter or if you watch this, I'll be putting it up on my second YouTube channel most likely and have it a couple other places. But don't worry. It's all going to be talked about. So if you're just listening, you'll be all good. We're talking mostly gaming, streaming, content creation, kind of from my own perspective, my own site uh this is this is kind of the premise of the show and uh it's gonna continue developing as we go through this. We might change up how things are formatted how things are done. I really don't know hopefully we'll bring on some guests as we go through this too. This is all very new and what's really interesting is like this is one of my favorite means of of entertainment is podcasts i pretty much i don't listen to that much music but if i'm at a if i'm at the gym if i'm on a drive if i'm commuting anywhere when I used to commute like I would just listen to podcasts. It's one of my absolute favorite things, and I've never really been recommended a gaming podcast. That was more talking about that. I don't know why. I don't actually listen to any of those per se, Um, but they're typically about other things. Maybe you guys don't listen to any either. I don't know, but I thought it'd be fun to branch out and kind of uh, start working on something in that area. And uh who knows? maybe I'll discover some other awesome ones on the way, because, like I said i just I haven't explored this avenue very much, and it's something that's been a lot of fun kind of getting into. Kind of trialed it out with some of my uh stream supporters over the past month and now kind of actually diving into it. It's been awesome the first the biggest piece of news that's been going on is uh Bungie announced that they're splitting with Activision. This just happened yesterday, I read a Kotaku article about this that's pretty huge. Activision Blizzard actually have been in the the news quite a bit lately. There were some changes with their within their company in terms of some upper management. There's also uh there apparently there's been some difficulty with uh I, I read some articles about them and their employees not really getting paid that much. Also heard news of some of the Blizzard employees and getting offers to leave their company and getting paid to leave the company. Like, they, the whole company is just seems to be going crazy right now. I don't exactly know what's going on, but also, like, this is very much an outside perspective, looking in, just reading a couple articles here and there. They're still dropping their games. Things seem to still kind of be going good, although yeah, some things are debatable. Anyways, the biggest thing, most recently, is that Bungie is splitting with Activision. They are keeping Destiny, though, so... Obviously, Bungie was the creator of Halo, Halo 2. They were owned by Microsoft. They did a split from them a while back. I think that was in 2007. Um, Bungie's had Bungie's had an, a very, very long history, and I personally come from a background of being – I got into shooters with Halo. Halo 2 was like my absolute favorite shooter, probably of all time, Sec- probably it tied with Black Ops as well. For me personally, I really love that one. Black Ops 1. But since then, Bungie's continued to kind of create a bunch of new games. Halo Three, I was pretty big into that, and then the the more recent Halos, I really wasn't wasn't as into. Hey, I think it was Halo Five came out, and there was that was a whole another thing. They had like a they had like a, a whole card system in there that was kind of similar to Titanfall's game that I wasn't a really big fan of, and I just I just completely fell off it. But when Destiny was coming out, I was extremely hyped, as was so many people with such fond memories of uh, of halo and be getting into the world of mmorpgs which like i was a huge fan of mmorpgs coming from world of warcraft i played runescape as well like the end games the the raids like that was where it was that was what it was about for me so i was excited to hear all that i was big into destiny one until i kind of just got bored of it and i was working on so much other content i didn't really stick with it but anyways uh Destiny 2 fast forward to that that launched they they made a lot of improvements with Destiny over the over the years Destiny 2 launched though and it wasn't uh <laughs> wasn't super super hot like I think it started off great but it just kind of I, I don't know I, and to be fair like I'm not super into the bit uh super big into the Destiny community right now I'm not super involved and tied in with that this is kind of an outsider looking in and uh from what I've heard from some of the other creators in that space but you know, they did just recently get the Forsaken DLC. That seemed to be pretty good, pretty doing pretty well. But even within Destiny or within Bungie, uh, when they announced that they're splitting from Activision, this article says, like, it was uh, – they were popping champagne. <laughs> like, they were incredibly happy. Apparently, they were incredibly happy to be leaving Activision. And I think the biggest thing was, like, their schedule at Activision to continually – Pump out new content every year and like hit deadlines, and it's just that seemed to be from from my understanding uh, the bigger point of like why they're happy to be kind of be they can make their own decisions now, they can work on their own schedule, they can create the game how they want it to. But looking from the outside in, we also don't know like how much of it really was Bungie versus activision like was it was it activision that was the one saying like we got to have these crates that give you the better speeders the the bikes you ride on like some of them are a little bit better like you could you could pay you could pay and get that better uh better thing it's mostly cosmetic though it was mostly cosmetic but like even that decision too like this game's really big into cosmetics what changes really were activision versus bungie Now we're actually going to get a C because Bungie's going to be going on their own and they're keeping Destiny. So they're going to be controlling that and they can go at their own pace with the game now. That being said, there is going to be more difficulty for them because they're going to now have to handle the publishing, the PR, the marketing, everything for their game. Maybe that's going to spread their teams even more thin. Maybe they can't do quite as much as what they want to. Uh, But this overall genre is blowing up and we're seeing that kind of uh, with Q1... 2019 games that are coming out as well that are pretty much direct competitors to Destiny. So, this might even be too little too late for them with some of the damage that's been done to the franchise. I don't know. A lot of people still play it. The community is massive for Destiny. So, will these guys really be able to take over? I don't know. Kind of leads me to what was, I got a lot of questions for, it, discussed a lot was kind of what are my uh Q1 anticipated games? We're in January now. It's January 11th currently as I'm recording this. So, You know, we're starting to make some progress into the year. Uh, We have a couple games that are definitely on the uh, mainstream hype train, more or less. Uh, And like I said, two of them being pretty direct competitors to Destiny. First off, the Division 2. This thing is uh, right around the corner, man. January, February is supposedly when we're going to be getting the beta. We don't have a specific date for it yet, but the launch for the game is going to be March 15th. Likely, we're going to want to have like some time prior to this thing actually being released where we can actually see it, give them feedback for the game. That's typically the point of a beta, although generally when they drop a beta, it seems more like a marketing thing because there's really not that much time to change things once they drop a beta like it's pretty well finished game from everything that i've ever seen with all these betas that we played over the last few years you know it's probably going to be something where you need to have the game pre-ordered we've seen that a lot that's going to be what it is for anthem which we'll talk about in a second like eh, i don't know anyways it should be coming january or february some point within then we'll be able to play division two um and they actually dropped a video in the past week or so that was uh, Division Two PC features overview, which kind of showed it showed a little bit of what was to come with uh, Division. Hold on to me. Uh, it showed a little bit of what was to come with with it, with like some more scenes that they showed during it. They showed uh, They showed some of the graphics on PC. They didn't really reveal anything else, though. It was mostly like, hey, we're going to support ultra-wide monitors, 4K, 60 FPS. They showed some of the specs as well. If you go to their website, you can kind of see, like, what are the computer requirements that you're going to need in order to play this game in 1080, 1440, or 4K. And uh, basically they're saying, like, this is not a port from PC or, or from, from console. This is a dedicated separate thing that we've developed for PC. This is going to be full quality. This thing's going to be insane. And the graphics, like what they showed, obviously it's very catered, but it's promising. It's exciting. It's exciting that that's what they're focusing on. As personally, I am mostly a PC player. Like it's got me hyped. Um, And also Division 1, like while it was, it did really well when it first came out it then very much tapered off. It lost almost all, all of its audience, but over the past over the past years because this game has been out for a long time, they've actually made a ton of improvements to this thing. Um that the people that are still playing it, everybody that I've heard that's went back to division has been impressed with the made the changes they've made. They also made a survival type mode which they're kind of differentiating from a battle royale like even I was listening to some of the developers talking about it, and it's very much more specific to a. Uh, it, it feels more like a survival mode. I think one of the developers was talking about it. Relative, they're comparing it to like Alien or something. It's pretty much a battle royale, though. Last person alive. They only have twelve people in it. It's a little bit different. Um, but they made a lot of improvements to it from uh from the from the first one when it initially launched. The way the looting works, the systems. And the hope is that the changes that they've made and the improvements and all the patches that they've done, a lot of it just being free patches as well. You can go back and play it if you want. I personally haven't done it yet. I haven't invested the time. I just feel like I'm just going to wait for number two at this point. We're close enough. (laughs) Uh, But the things that they've changed, like – like I said, they've been pretty overwhelmingly positive. And that was a very similar feel of what happened with Destiny as well. When Destiny came out, the community at the end of Destiny 1, when Destiny 2 was launching, was incredibly hyped for Destiny 2. Uh, I feel like there's less total Division 1 players now because the game is so much older at this point And there's just been so much new stuff that's come out. I feel like there's a little less in terms of overall people that are there and kind of building the hype for Division 2. But uh In terms of the overall launch, like the big thing for me, at least with Division One when it came out, was like I was, I I really enjoyed the playthrough of it. I thought it was fun. Um, The PvP aspect is what kind of I was really hopeful for, and I liked the concept of the uh, Dark Zone. I think I was anticipating there to be like a, I think there even was a, a PvP mode that was like a, you would spawn in and it was like a Slayer type thing, but I just didn't even get it. Like it just never. I never really figured it out. The Dark Zone though was great. Like I always enjoyed running through that. I made some some uh good videos on that too. It was it was a good time on it. And apparently they've continued to make improvements to it. And it's actually more like a even you can co- kind of compare it to Sea of Thieves, where you can go in if you get some loot from this. Like the, if you're not familiar with the Dark Zone, you go into the zone, you can find loot there. If you find that loot, you have to ex-fill it out of the area right? It's kind of similar to Sea of Thieves. You go in, you get a chest, you got to get it back to safety and you can lose it on the way back. That's one of the things that I think has been blowing up Sea of Thieves lately is just like that whole concept of you can Everything you get, you can lose. You can't lose everything in the dark zone. But we'll see. We'll see how they decide to do it for Division Two because they have not dropped at least everything I've checked as of currently I'm recording this. They have not dropped any information about what they're expecting for the PVP side of Division Two. They they said that the um, there's going to be no battle royale. Uh, that was actually earlier in the year last year in 2018 that they were announcing these things as well. Um, let me see. So there was an article from PC Gamer. That was back in June 2011. They were talking to um, one of the creators of Division 2. And so Ubisoft's associate creative director, Chatty L. Zabawi, probably butchered the name, as I do with uh, most of my audience <laughs> on Daily. Um, but they said Battle Royale? Nope. Not in Division 2. Now that was also quite a while ago. They were kind of working on, um, you know, the survival mode that was coming along. Uh, will they? Will they change their mind? I don't know. There was another article from Gamespot as well uh, that was actually funny enough from June eleventh, the same exact date, and it said in talks with Division Two creative director Terry Spear after a hands on the game, this was an article from GameSpot, said he said, uh, I love Battle Royales, but we're not officially having any Battle Royale content at release. So maybe this is, could be something in the future. Uh, but he said, but, but I mean, if you look at the division, survival was a really well-received mode, and we had a lot of fun making it. We had a lot of fun playing it, so I think there's definitely some interesting routes there, but there's no official plans for Battle Royale at launch. And again, that was was quite a while ago. I didn't see really anything else uh, more recently from them about a Battle Royale in particular, Uh, but they haven't said anything about their other PvP either, like the Dark Zone. Is there going to be any other specific modes or anything? So there's still a lot to be, uh, a lot to expect. But at the same time, like, that was uh that like the, i don't think they really talked too much about pvp in division 2 or division 1 either when that was first coming out they met, they talked about some of it but division pvp was pretty big that was one of the bigger aspects of the game whereas the next thing the the other game q1 release is going to be anthem that's coming out in uh February, the end of February, and there's also going to be a demo at the end of the month, which is I think January 25th, 27th is going to be the demo. Um, It is going to be private demo, so like if you are pre-order the game or have the EA Origin access, all that jazz, that's how you play it. That's why you know sometimes these I feel like they're just like just to play the game. I don't know how much feedback they take from you know they they like the feedback, the feedback's good, but how much can they change at this point? I don't know. Anyways, we still. We'll be able to play it. We'll be able to see it. That game from everything that I've heard is not going to have a PVP at launch. They might, I was listening to one of the developers talk about this or the directors of it. He was saying that there's going to be no PVP in Anthem at launch. It is something that they're going to base basically see like how much demand is there for it from the community. And then they're going to adjust from it from there. So it's like, eh, maybe it'll be cool. I will, we'll kind of have to see. Um, there's only really been one mission that's been shown from Anthem. This is this is one that I'm I'm pretty excited for in that like this game just looks stunning, dude. Like the concept, the the art of this is beautiful. Um, they're I feel like they're doing a lot right with it with this kind of uh, genre, and that's why like again like I think having a fresh entry point to a an mmorpgs game which this is not even going to be this is going to be just pve co-op but like an rpg type game um there's still going to be like raids or dungeons that you can go through with with multiple of your friends and that's what the footage that they've released of this was it's kind of only been one real mission that they've shown going through you know flying through the environment getting to that and then uh this this is actually a ign posted a 15 minute the full gameplay from it from the three different uh javelins i think they're called there's like a a heavy one there's a more nimble one and there's like a it's almost like a mage one with like they all have different abilities and, and whatnot but um this game, though, not having any PvP, it's going to be interesting to see like what the end game of this is like. That's something I feel like it's going to be something that we maybe end up getting tired of, but it's definitely going to be a beautiful game to play. Um, And the thing that I really like about it, at least compared to Destiny, uh, some people were asking, I, the thing that I really like about it compared to it is that in Destiny, you had to have a warlock, a hunter, you, you had to create each of them. And you had to go through the entire story with each of the different classes you wanted to play. You had to play through and level them all up, unlock them. But you had to you had to go through the very beginning, all the intro, everything again. Whereas in Anthem, you're just gonna have one main character and these suits that you wear are gonna be, like you get into those suits. So you can play any of the different classes that you want to if you max level a character. And I really, I personally really like that because I always hated going back. I ended up having one character. In Destiny 2, I made two hunters at the beginning so that way I could try and cheese the system and try and get loot faster to level my guy up faster to be ready for that first raid, you know? Uh, (laughs) But God, I hated every minute of it. It was terrible going through that thing again. I just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. A lot of people do really like that system. That's awesome, but it wasn't for me, and so this is something that, personally, I really like the aspect of this, of just being able to level up your one dude and then switch the things. You're still going to have to level each of the javelins, like upgrade them, upgrade your suits, get better abilities and stuff for it. I'm down with that, but you don't need to start another character in in order to do it. Um, Maybe there's going to be other reasons to start other characters. I don't completely know. We don't have all the details for it yet, too. But uh, we'll figure out more as it kind of comes out. The other, the third anticipated game that I have for 2019 is uh, Battlefield Firestorm. This, this one is obviously like I'm, I've been very big into Battle Royales. If you don't know my content at all, very big into Battle Royales, man. It, it kind of took me by storm. I love the challenge. I love the competition between it. Battlefield Firestorm, the only th- real details we have for it, though, is – that it's going to be a 64 player mode it's going to be 16 squads so teams of 4 like it's going to be squad squad based game maybe they add souls and duels i don't know as of right now it's only going to be squads and it's going to be on their biggest map ever it's going to have vehicles tanks jets whatever or planes on it like it's going to be it's going to be giant um and there's gonna be a ring of fire that's closing in and burning you burning you to death. Like we gotta see one trailer from it. It's definitely got me interested, but I feel like is that gonna be very different from some of the other uh some of the other battle royales that are out there right now? I don't know. I really have no idea. Is it just gonna be like there's been some other games that came out, like there was a an underwater battle royale? There was a battle royale with vehicles. Like, there's all these little spin-offs of Battle Royale games that have been coming out that are kind of like, oh, that's cool. Um, but they're really just focused around a Battle Royale and done a little bit different. Whereas, like, Fortnite and PUBG already have such massive player bases, it's kind of hard to break into that. Blackout did a pretty good job uh, with Call of Duty, their, their latest game that came out. Uh, black ops four they had a completely dedicated separate mode for it and that's been pretty good but is it going to be better uh, than that is it going to be equivalent i don't know we're gonna have to see what they decide to do and i mean while the call of duty map is the biggest map they've ever come out with the for blackout it's still very small map compared to any other battle royale game um So we're going to have to see what this kind of compares to other Battle Royale games as well. But the design looks really cool. I mean, the concept of a firestorm looks really awesome. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. That's definitely one of the ones I'm personally most excited about, especially for the content that I create. Like, I feel like that's going to be into it. But how unique will it be? I don't know. Um, and then the fourth game that, that, those are all, so Battlefield, that's coming out in March. It might end up being the end of March, but that's still going to be Q1, right? That's, that's this, uh, early, uh, early phase. And technically Battlefield's also already out and this kind of is going to be an update, but you know, it could be a standalone game. Battle Royales in and of themselves mostly are just standalone games. So I can kind of see it as being a standalone mode in this. Uh, the fourth one, though, that I want to discuss and we've brought up a little bit on stream I've been asked quite a bit about as well is Spellbreak. This is a another kind of Battle Royale copy, more or less, of like taking that same Battle Royale format and pasting it into a different environment. Uh, we saw this. The, I think the closest comparison to Spellbreak is something like um, Realm Royale, which was a really popular game for about two weeks, three weeks, maybe a month. And then it kind of just died out. The game kept on updating. I don't really know what exactly happened to it. I think, you know, they were also saying they're going to come out with it on console. I think it is out on console now. I really haven't looked into it very much lately. But it is, uh, it was a pretty popular game for at least a short period of time. I think Ninja even said like, hey, this is going to be one of my uh, side games that I'm playing. There is there's definitely more potential here for a uh, another battle royale in the space, especially one with abilities and spells and whatnot, like a class based battle royale, like an Overwatch, like imagine if Overwatch made a battle royale. That's that's not really been well done, and that's kind of what Realm Royale was. If you didn't see it, um, I think there's a lot of potential in that area. Personally, like I would be very down to play a a, a battle royale class-based game. That's one of the ones I'm looking for as well as obviously Battlefield, just because I'm a huge personal fan of Battlefield. That's why I'm looking forward to that one too. Otherwise, I don't know what else there really is. Um, There's a great video that I found from um, Fever F-E-V-I-R This thing, he basically goes over kind of um, what he thought about was how Spellbreak's kind of like a different uh, it's not just another Battle Royale of that, like, it's it's actually, like, a, a highly... It's just a... It's, it's a highly different game. Like, it's just... It's, it's a... Imagine if this game was a... MMORPG with this type of design that it has in terms of, like, the colors, the animated characters, the spells, the massive, massive spells that are in this, the movement and everything. This would make for a great game in any genre rather than... Um, Specifically to a uh, a battle royale, like it doesn't necessarily need to be tied to that. They just happen to choose a battle royale, and I thought that was a fantastic point. I ended up getting downloading the game. You can, if you want to, get it on Spellbreaks uh, website. It's in pre alpha though, so I can't tell you anything about it. I can't tell you any of the details. Uh, there's a non disclosure agreement with it. Um, you can sign up to play it for free if you do want to check it out. If you're interested. It's uh, pre-alpha right now, so they're occasionally giving out some more keys to it. They also, you can like get faster access if you go to their website and fill out a survey at the bottom. You could play it potentially for free. The game, they don't even know, like, is it going to cost anything? They're, I- I'm assuming, and from what I've read, like I'm assuming this is going to be coming out in early 2019, or at least like a beta or some early access form of it. Uh, but it's still so early, it's kind of hard to tell. But, you know, I so I can't give you any details of it. I can tell you, you know, I did end up just buying it. It's way too expensive. I don't recommend doing it unless you really, like, actually really, really believe in the game. Then maybe try and consider it. But it's it's super expensive to buy your way into the um it's like $50 for the basic pack, $120 for the big pack, just for a game that's like in super early pre alpha that barely anybody's playing because it's pre alpha. But uh the overall concept of what is here is like it's super cool. And I agreed with it in that like this is a I love spells ability games like like World of Warcraft, like your um, uh, you know games like that. like I have a big background in that. I love I love these types of games. so to see one that is in the form of Battle royale is awesome, but like overall, just the way that these spells interact with each other, the way that you shoot and uh, do things like it's it looks it looks like a lot of fun. So, I've watched some more videos of it. You can kind of see some clips here and there on YouTube of some highlights of uh some of the different spells that are in the game and abilities, but we don't know too too much about it all publicly yet and what it all is gonna consist of. It's got me excited though that's kind of those are kind of the games that I'm looking forward to uh this year. This is definitely I'm going way longer than I would than I initially planned, but that's okay. We're gonna keep it up <laughs> uh so yeah, spell break pretty cool. Check it out if you're uh, interested in it. Not, not not sponsored or anything. Maybe who knows? Maybe I'll be able to do some sponsor stuff with them too. But I just uh I love battle royales, and that one's got me intrigued. I love spells as well, so it's kind of like best of both worlds. It's the it's the one of all of these battle royales that are coming out that kind of stands out the most to me. Um personally. And uh you know with that too it's not just going to be new games that are coming out this year. There's also been a massive amount of updates to games that I have already played in the past. And I had some questions about this from from people who were say, you know asking me what I thought about going back to a lot of these games on this list. Um and it's kind of hard to decide what I want to go back to. Sometimes I'll take a look at what some of these updates are for example Tarkov being probably one of the most requested ones. This is a game that I played quite a while back. It was a lot of fun, but um, it was extremely complex to learn. And the biggest thing for me with Tarkov was the extraction points. Like you have to you go into this game if you if you're not familiar with it, you go into a game with all your gear and if you die, you lose all your gear. You can find gear as well in the game, and like if you find a really nice assault rifle or something, you can start owning everybody. Because if you go into game with an assault rifle, whereas everybody else only has a pistol, they spawn it with a pistol. You got a major advantage. You can go in with armor that'll protect you from a one shot headshot, whereas you can one shot headshot everybody, or even two shot their body, or maybe even one shot their body. You go in. If you don't know how to get out of that map. You're you're gonna lose everything you have or everything that you found, and it's so hard to find the exit. You have to like you have to learn how to find the exits of the map, or like go in offline mode. And I, I guess there's an offline mode now, and you can kind of figure out where the ex- escape point escape points are. You have to know like what attachments go on guns, organizing things. It's a lot of stuff with it. It's super cool. I'm not knocking the game at all. It is a super cool game. If you are heavily into it, it's probably one of your it's. If you're very into guns or this concept, it is one of the most advanced games that I've seen. But for me, it was a little bit much to get into um, with how I play games. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to go back to it into the future, but it was definitely a lot. And uh, you know, some of my buddies are trying to convince me to get back into it. So we might go back and see it. But uh, that was one that has been seeing a lot of updates coming into this year uh, as well as the end of last year. And that's super cool. But uh, it's it's just hard to spend the time on it right now. I also had some requests for Ring of Elysium. I don't know if they were getting a new map or there were some updates happening there. I also got requests for Scum. That was another one that we played in the past. Apparently they got vehicles now. They've had some other big updates that have happened. That game overall was just an absolute lag fest. And they actually do something really cool with Scum that other games don't, and that there is a third person to scum where you can sit in a third person camera angle or switch to first person. But if you're in third person, you can't third person peek corners. So if you're behind a rock and your camera angle is up high and you can third person look over that rock, the player will not even appear on your screen. He's going to be completely invisible, completely. You cannot see him at all. You'll be able to see the terrain about where he maybe potentially is hiding or where he might potentially be. But until you actually expose your body expose your eyes your head out and they can shoot you they won't show up super cool concept but it made it so it was crazy laggy people would just appear and disappear in the middle of gunfights and it was just it just really wasn't the best to play so i'm kind of personally waiting for scum to make some more updates to the actual performance of the game uh maybe they have even done that but i'm just kind of waiting to hear from people that like yeah this game's super solid now then we'll go back and check it out again. Um, I also had a lot of requests for Insurgency lately. I actually did go back and play that. I will be having a video coming on that soon. If you search my YouTube for it, might be up by the time you're listening to it. Insurgency Sandstorm in particular. I played some Insurgency back in the day. I played Insurgency Sandstorm in the beta when it first came out. Uh, I don't even know its current state, but I did play it the other day. I was actually really impressed with the game. It was uh, it was pretty fun. It, it played out quite... F- quite fast paced for a game that's so realistic like typically like an arma type game or even a PUBG, which is kind of a more realistic game you don't have hit markers in it and uh your hud is limited like you're not having people show up with red dots on your mini map for you to follow where to go compared to a game like call of duty or something uh it's a little bit more realistic in that aspect but um It's extremely fast-paced. The way that the game modes are set up was extremely fast-paced. And I actually really enjoyed Insurgency. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We might play it a little bit more in the future. It seemed to perform pretty well also. Um, But I just, you know, for the most part, I'm kind of focusing on uh, some other games currently. Might might play some more of it. I actually also have been getting a lot of quests for Battlefront 2 as well. Apparently, they have just been updating that game. I mean, to be fair, it's... Is it over a year old now it came out a long long time ago I think it's over a year old uh, and they've made a lot of updates since the last time I played it we might go back and check that out again uh, I'm not opposed to it I you know I'm a I'm a fan of Star Wars in general so and it's a beautiful game uh, overall the design I think one of the bigger complaints is was the lack of content when it initially came out You kind of played through all of it and it was cool kind of moving on to the next thing as well as all the issues with the uh, uh, pay to win issues at the beginning which they've since completely revamped the whole system on there and you can no longer buy uh, upgrades on it or anything um, so it might be something we can we go back and check out but as you can see, this list is already getting pretty long. I only got so many hours in the day. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is obviously Sea of Thieves, which we actually have been going back to quite a bit more. And if you guys have any other suggestions of games that i played in the past that have been getting updates or um, things, definitely let me know. Maybe we can uh, take a look at it and I could give it another look. A lot of these are just, like, often uh, viewer suggestions updating me because there are just so many things out right now. Like, I can only pay attention to so many things, Um that a lot of times it is just people recommending things. One of those things was Sea of Thieves. It was a few weeks back. I think it was at the end of 2018. I just had a ton of requests to go check it out, and we got a crew together, went back and checked it out, and had a great time. They added, like, a ton of new stuff. It's still not, like... I feel like I've played through most of it now to where I still want more, and apparently they've got a new mode that's going to be coming called Arena, which is supposedly going to be a long it's it's a pvp type mode that's going to be much more fast-paced those are the things we really know is listen to a developer update talk about it and see if these i got to give props they do like a weekly update every week where one of the developers sits down in like a five to eight minute video updating about everything that's going on with their game their community they are doing i feel like they're doing a really solid job with their overall community management um there's been a lot of issues with it lately and we can talk about that in maybe next week or another episode or something but um they made a lot of updates. They added a new section to the map, they added more Megalodons, AI ships. The PvE has been vastly expanded to try and help get more loot out there. I think there's still a lot of issues with the game from what I've been playing. Uh you know, just trying to get into PvP is quite difficult, but that's where like that arena mode. Maybe that maybe that's a good solution for it. It's basically we don't know much about it, but the general premise is going to be a faster paced mode. Everybody spawns into a world and they're fighting for loot. They're fighting to uh, you know get get the chests and complete voyages the fastest. Now will that be everybody on the same voyage? and like everybody's going to uh, the same island, fighting at that island for the same loot, and then trying to sink each other on the way as we're all going on the same path? Or will that be everybody spawns into a server at the same time, and everybody's on their own voyage, and maybe you run across people? I don't know. They said they were testing out some of it. Uh, the developer, the, one of the creators, was saying that they were, they were playing some of it. And... They were having a ton of fun with it in their in their office. Obviously, they're going to say that on whatever they put out, <laughs> anyways. But you know, it sounded genuine to me, and it sounded like it was going to be a pretty good mode. And so, there's some hype there too. But uh, that's been a game that it's definitely more on my radar because of some of the updates that they're doing, and they are keeping up with it pretty well. Um, but those are kind of the big topics. Kind of the Q1. What's kind of the most anticipated games? Bungie's big split with Activision, as well as uh, some of the game updates of things that have been in the past that I've been getting a lot of questions about recently with uh, some of their updates and things that have been coming. If you guys, like I said, have any more suggestions or uh, anything, definitely keep me updated, whether we're, whether it's in my streams or uh, if you send me a message on the side, keep it coming. I also, now I'm going to be taking some questions from the viewers here. We have uh, some supporter questions. I did this post out uh, actually this morning, so I didn't give a lot of Heads-up time like I typically do for them to ask questions. But, you know, we still made it happen. <laughs> uh, the first one that I thought was pretty interesting was from Noah S. He was asking actually about Cyberpunk 2077. This is a, a very futuristic-type game. He was basically just saying, like, what were my thoughts on it? Do I think it's going to be good? It's it's so early, it's, it's really hard to tell. This is going to be a game that is extremely hyped i think this is going to be one of the main big games coming uh from the initial announcement it was definitely one of the most viewed trailers it's been one of the most talked about games and the overall premise of the game it's like a futuristic sci-fi uh world that you are playing through and it's like very dark very gritty like it's going to be it's gonna be a pretty crazy game from even just the gameplay that they showed of it this is gonna be a very dark crazy ass game um, I actually watched if you're interested in something like it to try and keep you tied it, tied it over uh, altered carbon is a series on Netflix that's it's very dark very crazy probably not for everybody but it's all very sci-fi futuristic you might really like it I really liked it um, that and I felt similar to this probably not the you there's probably better things out there but it's just something from my experience that you might like to help tide you over anyways i'm pretty hyped for the game i think it's going to be cool it is a single player game i don't know actually if there's going to be any pvp or anything in it so is it going to be the best for my content and and playing it and showing it off i have no idea that one's not scheduled to release to at earliest it's going to be late 2019 more likely it's probably going to be a 2020 release so that's still a while's out but definitely something we'll keep our eye on noah chad c also asked uh what I thought was a pretty interesting question said, if streaming wasn't my main gig, what would be my dream job if I wasn't streaming and making videos and this content creation? Uh, I've I've asked I've been asked that question a few times, and I always kind of think about it for a little bit, and then I kind of move on because you know I don't want to spend too much time thinking about it. I'd rather, just focus on what I'm doing, <laughs> uh, and hopefully not losing this job because I absolutely love it. But What I can tell you is how I kind of came up with what I was going to do prior to this, which was I was working in, uh, basically financial management, um, or investment management. I got a degree in economics. So, you know, I guess my dream job prior and not doing any of this, my like main career path that I was aiming towards was maybe at some point being like an investment manager, managing big portfolios and those types of things. Um, I don't think I would really want to do that anymore at this point. I think it's it's something that's really cool. I enjoy it. It's kind of more of a hobby now, and I don't even spend any time on it because I don't have any time outside of this. But uh, it was definitely something that was cool. And the way that I kind of come up with, and I was thinking about it. I was trying to think through this. The way I kind of think about things is I do, I go for more of a process of elimination, like what will I not do? What do I not like to do? And that's how I narrow down things that I maybe we'll do because i can't really ever decide on anything so um the way that i was like okay i'm not being a doctor i just could not handle that on top of the i just just not for me dude not for me anything in that anything in that area um i think more so though like i feel so and i feel like you would end up towards gaming like in terms of anything dream-esque i think it'd be maybe like a I don't know, but I don't know if I would really want to, after my experience now in gaming, I don't feel like I would want to be a game developer. I don't feel like I'd want to help make a video game. Just me personally. Um Like I, I enjoy playing it and experiencing it. And uh there's just some of the, some of the backlash that they get as a, a gaming so- studio is, is crazy. Sometimes creators get pretty big backlash too, to be fair as well. Um, and, you know, not everybody likes me and what I do, so I get I get a bit of that. But I feel like it would be so difficult being part of a huge, huge thing, creating something that's going to be so public like that. I don't know. Uh, it's, so it's not the best answer, but uh, I guess if I could do, like, anything, maybe do, like, acting or something, which I never – I feel like I would want to do, but I don't think I could do it. That's why I think it'd be more like a dream job. You know, if I was just like a just a, an actor or something. But I don't I don't feel like I could I don't know. I never felt like I could do that. I never wanted to be part of drama classes or anything like that. It just wasn't for me. Um Dennis B asked, what software do I use to edit slash stream with? Editing is obviously a huge part of what I do. I started with iMovie. I started with a, a MacBook Air. In 2011, I got an I got a computer for school. It's terrible! I don't recommend it uh, for this type of thing because as I would record, it would oh, the fan would oh, would kick in because it would start to overheat because I was just recording audio, just recording my microphone. But that was a lot of pressure for this computer, so it would kick the fan on, and after about 10 minutes of recording, so I'd have to stop, close my laptop, let it cool down. It was a whole thing, anyways. Um, Started with iMovie, and then I moved to – I think I, play, I I used Final Cut Pro after that because I kept with the Macs. I think I got a new Mac or something. Um, then I switched to Vegas, Sony Vegas. I used that for a long time. Really good piece of uh, software to use. I definitely recommend it. If you can try it out in a trial or something, I think it's a good piece. But – then I switched over to Premiere, and now I use like Creative Cloud, so Adobe Creative Cloud. That's something that is, uh, it's pretty smooth, and it's something that's constantly updated. And it's just it's a lower like you don't have to pay a giant upfront cost to use it, which is great. It's just a, you know, monthly thing, and you could even do a trial for it. So, anyways, that's what I use to edit video currently is Adobe Premiere. I know a lot of people use um, After Effects as well, which is kind of more. If you're going to do highly edited stuff, if you're going to do some really creative content, which I love, like that's some of my favorite all time content to watch is stuff that's that's got that really high effects, like stuff that you can do in After Effects. Those videos, I think they do fantastic because they're very highly edited and something fun to watch, how creative people can be with the editing process. But, um Premiere is a little simpler, and it's quite different from Vegas. If you're switching over from Vegas, I actually was listening. I was reading some posts on Twitter or something from somebody that was saying they hate they hate Premiere because it's just so they just rather stick with Vegas. It's just it's just a smoother, more understandable experience. And I, I I've successfully switched between all of them. It's under like you can figure it out, but there are a couple features that I did like in Vegas. But there's also a couple features that I really like in Premiere, like the fact that you can just draw drag in Photoshop files directly into premiere and you don't have to have you don't have to save it as a png first and then switch it you just do it and it automatically everything on it all the adobe stuff just works together and i use photoshop so much for thumbnails and everything that it's just it's great and i know some people just use paint and other things too it's another good option but that's what i use and then for streaming i use obs it's free i tried xsplit before and it didn't it was good it was good but um i ended up just switching to obs because it was free and I learned that, and, you know, now I I could afford XSplit, but it's just – I have everything I need with OBS, so why? That was why I just – I didn't spend the time – it's more me spending the time to learn it that I don't want to spend the time to. You know what I mean? Uh, if there is some feature that's unique to it, maybe I'll consider switching in the future, like something that I should be switching for. Maybe I haven't considered. I don't know. There's also been some changes to OBS lately. Like they've done, there's been an SL OBS, Streamlabs OBS that's come out. That's like a variation, but you don't get all the latest updates immediately when you use SL OBS because OBS will update and then SL OBS, they have to come up with an update and then release that to match it. Whereas there was another piece of software. It was OBS.live. That was from, uh, I think it was Stream Elements, another thing kind of like Streamlabs, a competitor to that, that does tips and stuff. And I believe they do it as a, like it's just a plugin to OBS. So if an update happens to OBS, you'll still have the latest version of OBS. You'll still get all the updates. Maybe all the features of the plugin won't work, but it probably will because it's just a plugin. It's not a completely different thing. Um, so I was looking into that a little bit too, but I just haven't, I just haven't spent the time to switch it up yet. So those are the things I use and some of the uh, some of the latest on that. Um, Matt J also is asking, uh, was I surprised when I started streaming to Facebook that many people had never watched a stream before? I wasn't. Uh, I knew that. I thought it was. I thought it was a good question. Um, I, I knew. I mean, I started two years ago. Uh, and you know, I was checking out Mixer at the time as well. Like there was there's potentially other things that I was the YouTube as well streaming there. Streaming was so small though, even for how big it was three years ago, two years ago, it's still so small. And even today, it is still so small relative to uh bigger mainstream platforms. And a lot of the people that were watching the stream were telling me, like, oh, I thought streaming was just for like my little brother. Like I didn't think I thought it was just, like, kids playing Minecraft or whatever. Like, it just wasn't, uh, I remember that? Minecraft, dude? Fortnite took that over. Anyways, um, I thought it just wasn't, I didn't know what to expect of it. But there's, a, there's such a huge range of it. And the audience right now on Twitch is so deep. They are deep gamers, at least from everything that I've been able to find. These guys are he- heavy, hardcore gamers. And uh, the people that watch, I feel like, are much heavier hardcore gamers as well. Um, but there's so many people that, like, streaming is just a ton of fun to watch. It's it's a, it's a live show. It's a live show that anything can happen in. You can't, like, you can't predict what's going to happen. That's why the Battle Royales have been so fun to stream, too. But that's a completely different topic. That putting it out to people that have never seen it, like... What's more casual than Facebook like people just have a couple friends on there. so my goal has kind of just been to try and push that and change the way that people use it more or less um, and it's been a ton of fun. it's been a ton of fun to see so many people message me saying that they had never seen a stream or thought or had heard of streaming but I never actually watched one because I just didn't want to go to the website and make an account or whatever. It's just breaking down that barrier and it's been a ton of fun to kind of uh, be the first experience that people have with streaming for a lot of people it's been a ton of fun Taylor P also asked uh you always seem high energy how do you not burn out it was whether it was it was talking about the different games that I play as well as for the streams um I think the biggest thing for me is uh throwing some coffee in there that's always great um for some form of caffeine also like i kind of limit myself to playing games when i'm streaming and i do personally i do so many other things with all of the content that i create editing and stuff that like i'm always just itching to get back and playing games like i've just i am more passionate about gaming and i have been my entire life than anything else it took me a while to kind of realize that because for so long everybody was telling me like you shouldn't be spending so much time playing video games you're this is this is bad for you like you're this is you're not uh, it's just lame um you know go play some sports whatever and i really just wasn't interested in any of that like i never really watched any sports uh i just am super into games dude i don't know what it is every time like every time i uh got back from school all i did was want to play more games even after I'm done streaming like I just want to play some more games cuz that being said I also don't stream for as long as what kind of a typical streamer does of like 10 hours a day to 10 hours I typically only stream 3 to 6 hours a day so uh I'm always hyped I'm always hyped to play games and especially we just have such good teams and moments and and it's just a ton of fun like this is where I just get to be this is where my passion lies and so I'm just naturally like I just have a great time this is what, like, if you if you loved snowboarding and you were just loved being up on the mountain, you got that energy just trying to pull out new tricks and whatever, every time you go up, you're just so excited to be there. It's like the same thing, you know? Um, so I, I really don't, I haven't felt any burnout with it. If anything, it's more on the content creation side of, like, I really don't want to edit this video right now. I just want to play some more games or whatever. Like, that's where it more comes from. But that's kind of the, the beauty of what I've found from streaming is, like, I can kind of create that content and enjoy the game at the same time. and That's what's been kind of such a beautiful thing for me personally. Uh, but I know there's so many different ways to create content right now, whether it's short form, long form, playthroughs. There's so many different things out there that uh, it's really dependent on the person, I think. And then Jeffrey E., this is the last question that I had here that I pulled. He said, do I still do supporter games on console? I, I used to do uh, viewer games on console way back in the day, but... As of late, there was a period of time where I played a lot of Fortnite. Um, after kind of, uh, I got a little burnt out on PUBG, stopped playing that as much. And I guess, actually, going back to the previous question, I do get burnt out on specific games for sure. Uh, but overall, like, there's some other game that's intriguing me. Like, there's there's more games right now that I can play than that I'm interested in playing. than I have time in the day to play. So there's always something that I that I want to play. Pretty much for me. Um, Sometimes there's not. Sometimes there's been periods of not. But anyways, anyways. Um, the supporter games, though, there was a period where I was doing Fortnite. Fortnite's the only game right now that allows for crossplay, And we could talk about this more in the future, too. And I did talk about this, actually, quite a bit in the past as well. It just wasn't actually in podcast form like this. But there was a... Uh, um, Epic Games, the creators of... And this is actually something... Anyways. Epic Games was... they're giving out all their stuff for free now so you can in 2019 not not yet but they're coming out with it where you can take their code and figure out how to do cross play between games cross platform between games so you can play with your xbox friends on pc and whatever the mix there so it's probably going to be something we see more of in the future and we'll probably be doing more of but right now Fortnite's the game that really supports it that i play at least Uh, i think like um That car soccer game. God, I can't even remember the name right now. I've been talking. i got to end this soon. Uh, (laughs) uh, That's really the only game that I've been playing for it. And lately, I've been way more into PUBG again. So it's mostly just been PUBG. The supporter games that I do every Saturday morning are mostly just kind of like ways to play with the community. And uh, right now, the best game for that currently is PUBG. Where we can get a hundred people in the game. Typically, we don't even fill it up all the way. Uh, I give a little bit of early access to my supporters. This is something I did a lot last year, a lot more, especially when PUBG was really big. It was a lot more competitive then. Now it's a little bit easier, but um, they've made more customization than ever on there, so that's why it's a little it's a little easier. And it's also like. I want to make sure that if I'm doing supporter games, it's something that's super entertaining for the people that are watching and not in the game as well. And having those crazy-ass custom games is just something that I've done since the beginning of of time. Like, I remember back in Halo 2, like, that was my favorite thing about it was custom games. Even Halo 1, we would do some custom games, land parties and stuff like that. Uh, that was just, it's just one of the things that I really enjoy and I know I can make that entertaining and fun and a cool show with some unique modes and crazy stuff that is fun for everybody. Even if you're just watching, you can't necessarily get in the games. Um, so anyways, I hope that was, uh, I hope that was, yeah, Rocket League. That was the name of it. Thank you, Chad. Got you. That was a ton of fun. Hopefully, I, there was a lot of things that I covered here. There's a lot of things that I even want to get more deep into, but uh, this show is already coming up on one hour, and I want to try and target these for kind of like a 30-minute to so maybe we'll extend it a little bit longer, but max it out at one hour uh, for the shows. We're going to try and keep these up every single week. The goal, like I said in episode one, was to keep it at about 36 episodes for the year, so maybe we miss a week, a month, uh, but... You can always, of course, catch me live every single day over on my streams. You can catch me on my videos, which are all up on YouTube, Facebook, uh, post clips on Instagram, Twitter. You can catch me, catch me across the internet. Just search Stone Mountain sixty four and find your preferred platform. And if I'm doing stuff where I'm or I'm not doing stuff where you want me to be doing stuff, let me know. Maybe I can add some content there too. Uh, but it's all a huge balancing act and trying to find my place here. Uh, so I appreciate you guys tuning in watching the podcast which is kind of my newest outlet that we are doing here if you do enjoy the show don't forget to rate it on iTunes once it is up there granted it's not actually there yet as the first episode is not up still working on some branding things and um, putting everything together before we start launching it a little bit of early access for my uh, supporters but yeah it's been an absolute pleasure thank you guys so much for listening or watching however you were tuning in so for this one, still so Matt 64 over and out